Welcome to The Well Woman Show, where we use intersectional feminism, mindfulness, leadership, and strategy to support smart women to change the world without anxiety, insecurity, and burnout. For us, it just came down to the fact that we were tired of, you know, going into spaces and not really feeling like it was a space really for us. On the show, we challenge the status quo and support you to unlearn harmful messages that keep you playing small so you can activate your superpowers and live with joy, confidence, and ease. I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, well women. What do flat cedar medicine bags, art prints, vegan hemp oatmeal vanilla bar soap, cedar and lavender lotion, chamomile lip balm, and sage and cedar bundles have in common? They were all made by native and women-owned entrepreneurs during this year's pandemic and supported through a project that packaged these items together and mailed them to people all over the world. The project was created by Native Women Lead, an organization dedicated to growing supporting and advocating for Native women in positions of leadership through business and entrepreneurship with the goal to revolutionize systems and inspire innovations by investing in Native women in business. The organization also gave out 35 loans totaling $150,000 under the Matriarch Response Loan Fund in partnership with Nusenda Credit Union and New Mexico Community Capital. Here to talk about this and all of the work she's been doing to support Native women leaders is Alicia Ortega from the Pueblos of Powake and Santa Clara. She is the co-founder and co-director of Native Women Lead, an organization dedicated to growing, supporting, and advocating for Native women in positions of leadership. On the show, we'll discuss why we need to keep creating space for women and women of color how we can empower women to take up their space in business or politics, and the importance of supporting small women-owned businesses during the pandemic. Alicia holds a BA in organizational management with a concentration in entrepreneurial studies and two MBA degrees in marketing and management of technology. She also brings over a decade of experience working with minority and tribally owned and operated businesses and entities from startups to established businesses. As the former executive director of the All Pueblo Council of Governors, she has extensive knowledge in working with the 20 Pueblos of New Mexico's tribal leadership on critical issues affecting tribal communities, including health, education, state and federal legislation, natural resources, elder issues, Issues and youth initiatives. Alicia is the recipient of the 2019 New Mexico Distinguished Public Service Award from the New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. Alicia currently serves as a commissioner on the City of Albuquerque Commission on American Indian and Alaska Native Affairs and the American Indian Science and Engineering Society Tribal Nations Advisory Council. She is a busy woman. She's also an artist and an active community member and enjoys volunteering and supporting organizations close to her heart, including the American Indian Business Association and the Native Guitars Tour Organization. Wow. You can find notes from today's show at wellwomanlife.com slash 231show. You can also continue the conversation in the Well Woman Life group at wellwomanlife.com slash community. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from the Well Woman Academy at wellwomanlife.com slash academy. I'm speaking with Alicia Ortega today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's so good to have you. Now, Alicia, as we heard in the introduction, you have um, you have a lot going on and I'd love to hear about it. I want listeners to really understand what are you working on and how does it impact women's lives? 
Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of certainly a lot going on now. I have stepped into a new role recently with the organization named Native Women Lead, which I helped co-found in 2017 with my fellow eight co-founders. And, you know, we've just been moving along for the past few years. And, you know, the organization's really grown quite a bit organically and starting to take shape. And um, recently, I decided to just, you know, fully commit myself to dive in and and work full time for Native Woman Lead as our first co-director. So it's been really exciting and um, definitely fulfilling work. You know, COVID came as a shock (laughs) to all of us this year. And, you know, a lot of folks and organizations, um, including us, had to learn to get creative and, you know, really pivot and find ways to not only help support our communities, but continue our work. So that's, um, you know, a lot of what we've been doing this year and also finding new ways to to continue to grow and structure our organization. Okay, so Alicia, tell me, why was it so important that the eight of you start this project that is now Native Women Lead? Yeah. So, I mean, I think for us, it just came down to the fact that we were tired of, you know, going into spaces and not really feeling like it was a space really for us. You know, I I know a lot of, you know, organizations and programming and events often have women and Native women included to some extent, but generally like we're just, you know, if we have a panel, they'll add you in for, (laughs) you know, diversity or inclusion or, you know, there's not very much support that is dedicated to to us and to our growth specifically and also our needs. And so we just really felt that, you know, there was a lot of us out there and, you know, we it was time to to support. And so, you know, we came together and talked about what that would look like. We had our first event. It was called Elevate in February, no, sorry, in February, in fall of uh, 2017. And that was, we brought together about 75 different Native women business owners and entrepreneurs to kind of come together and talk about what a summit could look like, what the needs were, what the wants were. And we kind of took a lot of that information and feedback that we got from our peers to put together the very first Native Women's Business Summit, which was in 2018 at the Indian Pueblo Cultural Center. And, you know, it was really exciting because, you know, it was definitely a for us bias event. We used a lot of that information that we were able to gather from our peers to really create that event. That was something that that people wanted, you know. Mm. And it seems like, I mean, on the Well Woman Show, we talk to a lot of women leaders who are, you know, really trying to navigate, like bringing their whole selves to to their lives in all of the things that we do in our family life, in our work life, in leadership, in community. I imagine that that has been part of your process as well in terms of really looking at Native women's lives and saying, what is it that we need? Where are our strengths? How can we bring that into these places and these spaces, as you, as you said earlier, that, that don't you know, normally include us? 
Yeah. So definitely, we, you know, a lot of the, the women in our communities and with our culture hold many roles and have many hats. You know, most of us are the primary breadwinners in our homes. And, you know, not only that, you know, we're the hats of mothers, you know, we're involved in our culture and different events and things that that take our time and commitment to helping with as matriarchs. And so for us, there isn't really a separation, you know, and, and really it's, it's, it's not fair for us to have to choose between any of these because these are all of what make up who we are. And so creating spaces for us that are designed and built with that understanding is so critical to being able to really support women in the ways they need to be most effective and productive. And it's one of the things that brought to our first summit was was childcare. A lot of events and conferences, especially business conferences that exist, you definitely don't see childcare mm-hmm. as as part of that. And, you know, a lot of times that's what prevents a lot of women in business or women entrepreneurs from even being able to attend things like that. And yeah. so we just really wanted to make it accessible. And, you know, we want to continue doing things like that and building and co-creating in that way. Yeah. I mean, it makes so much sense. And and it, it almost seems it just the fact that we're, we are talking about this still uh, in this way, just it, it it always surprises me that we're still talking about this, but of course we are, and there's so much work to do in in that women and native women, as you've said, are the breadwinners, are the leaders already, and rather than going and trying to impact, um, you know, and and create space where where some of those activities are already going on with with within the mainstream economic systems, what you're saying is we, we're going to go ahead and just create our own and, and create it for us, by us. And it just seems like that's a, such a great <laughs> solution and, and one that has taken you know, a long time to, to come, to come about. And, and I, I just, I just want to like say that that's amazing that that's happening now. And, and so, but it must also be challenging to do that, right. To, to be in the space of, of trying to create that while also impacting some of the more mainstream systems. Absolutely. It is, it's a lot of work because really a lot of what this is, is like you said, revolutionizing systems and really creating that change at the systemic level. And a lot of that, you know, even involves getting involved in policy and advocacy work, which, you know, everything the way I guess we look at is it's all connected, you know, and there's only so much you can do in certain areas without looking at it from that bigger perspective systemically. And, you know, for us, you know, women make 60 cents to the dollar of their white male counterparts is, you know, definitely a harsh reality that we live and deal with. And statistically, you know, that's something that we are also trying to advocate for at, you know, a higher level for ourselves and for others and really going in. And I think, you know, this year has been really a hard year for everybody with COVID. But I also feel like with the death of George Floyd, which was really, a horrible thing for the country and the world to witness open the door for a lot of these social uh, justice and racial justice movements that underlie the, the real issues that we're having and mm-hmm. and you know finally helping to support people to come and and say hey yeah this is this is an issue and we 
you know, need to to pay attention to these things. It's, yeah. you know, something that I feel like compelled me this year to really make that shift to dedicate myself to this work because it's time, you know, it's it's like you said, we this keeps coming up and it continues to. And now it's like, okay, we, we need to do something like, you know, we need to do this for ourselves. And, you know, that's, that's kind of where, where we're at. Yeah, absolutely. And have you found that you've identified certain leadership characteristics or ways of being leaders that, that are unique to your community that you've been able to really embody or support or bring out so that you're not just trying, you know, to recreate the systems that don't work? I will say it's really complex for, you know, women in leadership and especially Native women in leadership. A lot of our the leadership of our communities is men. And so, um, you know, that women hold other roles, cultural roles where they're leaders as well, but, um, you know, publicly and, you know, there's a lot of different ways and paths to support and promote women into leadership roles. And, you know, we've identified one of those pathways through, you know, entrepreneurship and business, as well as, you know, politically. We made history last year, you know, having Congresswoman Sharice Davis and uh, Deb Holland, who we have, you know, been very fortunate to have a really great relationship with and, you know, support and just seeing women flourish into these these roles that that are really going to make change and, you know, catapult us into the into the future. We're working <laughs> in that direction. <laughs> okay. And I'm speaking with Alicia Ortega of Native Women Lead. And when we come back, we're going to talk to her about how the organization pivoted to really address the challenges of COVID and support their women entrepreneurs to sell and grow their businesses. We'll be right back. I'm so thankful for support from High Desert Yoga promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. You're invited to join me for a brand new monthly group experience over in the Well Woman Academy. This is a monthly group that includes access to the full six-week course based on feminism, mindfulness, and the Well Woman Life Framework. It includes weekly groups coaching sessions with me, as well as office hours and a private Facebook group to share and grow. Don't get me wrong, this is hard work. But with these tools, you will easily find the time to do the course, get the coaching, and reach your goals monthly. If you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing, waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety, lacking the energy you need to get everything done, stuck in some aspect of leading your team, procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks, or in a leadership role but second-guessing yourself constantly, I'd love to introduce you to the Well Woman Academy. It's for smart, high-achieving women changing the world who want to overcome anxiety, burnout, perfection, and insecurity. The result? You get to live your well woman life, a life of joy, ease, and abundance, even when things are tough all around you. Visit wellwomanlife.com slash academy to learn more. I'm back on the Well Woman Show with Alicia Ortega of Native Women Lead. And Alicia, you mentioned in the first part of the show that your organization really pivoted during COVID to address some of the challenges. And you created this amazing program of care packages that to stimulate business for eight Native and women-owned businesses. And can you talk about kind of just briefly like what the... Um, what the program did. And then we will link to 
these organizations on our website at wellwomanlife.com slash radio so that listeners can go. And if you're looking for holiday gifts, uh, look no further. You can shop from uh, these New Mexico native and women-owned businesses. So Alicia, what, what was the program and what did you do? Sure. So yeah, the care package program was an awesome byproduct of something that we did this year, which actually started the year before. Um, As I mentioned earlier, we kind of have started this new policy arm in our work and advocacy. So um, the year before we had gone to the New Mexico State Legislature and had successfully been able to get a bill passed, HB 461, that would support Native women businesses in New Mexico. And so with those funds, um, you know, we were planning to, you know, direct them towards our, our third, what would have been our third summit this year, you know, and, and with COVID, we definitely had to get creative, pivot and um, use those funds in a different way. So we, like everybody else, turned to virtual programming and we were able to host Transformation Thursdays, which highlighted, you know, several successful Native women business owners and entrepreneurs in our network and had just different themes each month that um, and messaging that um, we invited folks to to jump on the call and be a part of. Um, mm-hmm. This was all free and open because we had gotten that funding. And, you know, it was very moving. We, we were able to connect with over 300 attendees, you know, which represented over 32 tribal nations throughout the United States, as well as Canada. And we also had some folks attend from the United Kingdom. And um, we had 11 women of color speakers that were were part of this. And with that, we had the care package program, which um, we were able to distribute over 180 care packages to folks who got on and um, wanted a care package. And um, that helped provide business um, for nine Native businesses. Well, eight, eight, sorry, eight Native businesses. and women-owned businesses here in New Mexico, as well as a Native uh, First Nations business out of Canada. And we were able to invest um, over $12,500 directly into these businesses. So basically what we did was um, we we bought these products um, directly from the businesses and then put them, you know, mix and match, you know, it's kind of like a, like a surprise, you know, you didn't know which products you were going to get, but we had, you know, kind of a listing of all the different um, businesses and direct um, links and information so that, you know, if you didn't get a certain product that, you you know, was one of the nine, but you wanted to, or you saw it, you could go and connect. Or if you got something you really liked and you wanted more of it, um, you could connect directly with um, the businesses. So this was really to help with um, exposure, marketing, and then just also um, helping with, with sales. It was a real, um, rough time for a lot of our businesses in the creative industries as so many different events were canceled this year and yeah you know people weren't able to to participate in that way yeah it, it sounds like such a great program and uh i just want to call out some of the items that you put in your care package included hand soap sage stick uh lotion artwork uh medicine bags and 
just so many creative and different kinds of products that um, these native women owned businesses create. And, and most of these businesses are very small that, and, and family owned, right? Yeah, actually pretty much all of the businesses that we had done this with each said this was their biggest order that they had, you know, ever gotten. So that was really exciting to know that, you know, we were able to, to kind of do that. And do you think that there is a market now to maybe continue your care package program, but charge people for it? Kind of like these boxes that you see people, you know, doing around the, around the country and around the world uh, where you sign up and then you get some surprise, like box of goodies every month or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of those have, you know, really proven to be um, successful, you know, like Ipsy, you know, there's a ton of different, different um, subscriptions that I think people really enjoy. And especially now with COVID, um, you know, it's, it's a lot more of a safer way to, Mm -hmm. to get products. And, you know, for us, it's really important um, to support local businesses and um, native and women owned businesses during this time, because, you know, they're, they're, they really need the support. And so, um, you know, the, the care package program went really well. In fact, we had several individuals reaching out asking, you know, how can I get one? Um, you know, and can I buy one and how much are they? And, um, you know, unfortunately for the first round, it wasn't, you know, we weren't going to be able to sell any or, or anything like that. We just encouraged folks to attend the transformation Thursdays and then they would be able to receive one. But, um, you know, even, even people that did attend them were like my, my auntie or my mom or my sister or my friend, you know, they saw the care package and they want one too, you know, can, you know, and so at that point we did, you know, really try to direct people to buy from the individuals directly. But I also yeah. think that people like care packages, you know. Yeah, it's a it's a nice thing to receive in the mail. So I just want to make sure we send people over to uh, check out these businesses. If you're, um, you know, shopping for gifts uh, for the holidays, for friends, family, whatever, um, we, we would love for you to shop local, keep it in the community and lift up the native women owned businesses here at, uh, you can link to all, all of their links will be at wellwomanlife.com slash radio. And, um, Alicia, we're moving into the final segment, which we only have a few minutes left for called superpowers for success. And I want to just ask you a few quick questions so that listeners can get to know you better as a leader in the community. So the first question is what does success in life mean to you? Hmm. I, (laughs) wow. Well, you know, for me, I think in the work that I do and just in general, I, I feel like that, that really looks like when you, when you can see that there, the work that you're doing has impact and impact beyond yourself, uh, most importantly, um, impact that brings positivity and change and, um, support to those who, you know, um, need it. And, and, um, you know, for me, I, I feel like that would be success. Um, 
So yeah, I, I'm very blessed to be able to be doing work in this area that, that helps. Yeah. That and way. you bring a lot of experience to, to your new position with Native Women Lead, in, including, um, you know, impressive degrees and uh, positions with within uh, Pueblo, the Pueblo Council of Governors and uh, different tribal leadership um, positions. Um, you've received awards. When did you know, Alicia, that you were really good at what you do? Um, <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say I'm really good at it. I, I really, tr- you know, I really work hard and I really do um, try my best to, you know, listen and really hear people and find ways that I can be supportive and ways that I can be efficient and productive and really collab collaborative and ways of connecting with people where you're being able to contribute um, in a way that isn't like replicating any processes or, you know, like just finding that sweet spot, you know, where, where you can be most um, productive has been, has been um, good for me. And can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your well-being so you can do everything that you do? I really try my best to to put myself in other people's shoes. Um, and also, I really try hard to um, constantly be finding new ways to more uh, effectively communicate with others, um, because I think that's definitely pivotal in, 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 you know, trying to find success in anything that you do is, is how well you're able to work with others. Um, and a lot of that falls back on, you know, some of our, our core values of love, respect, and compassion, which involves empathy and, and really trying to understand. Yeah. And Alicia, what advice would you give your younger self, say 10 or 15 years ago? Mm, Oh man. Um, (laughs) you know, I would just tell myself to, you know, um, not take everything so personal. Sometimes I think like that's been something that, um, you know, just being real, you know, um, looking back on times that, you know, um, uh, you know, we're hard on ourselves, right? As people, we're hard on ourselves. And sometimes we um, let things get the best of us. Sometimes we overthink things. And that can oftentimes lead down like a really, you know, not not the path you want to be on. And so, you know, if I could get any of the time that I spent overthinking or, you <laughs> yeah. know, any of that back, I would. So I would just say that definitely, um you know, everybody's on their own journey. And sometimes things happen that have absolutely nothing to do with you. Like, don't think don't take things personal and just keep keep going. Yes, absolutely. Okay, two quick questions to finish up here. Do you identify as a feminist? Yeah, I do. I I think that um, as we you know, continue to explore the different types of feminism. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of exploring more about what indigenous feminism um, specifically looks like, but 
absolutely. I support women and, you know, um, what does and, indigenous and, women, what, what does indigenous feminism look like? You know, for me, I think it's a little different um, from feminism in general, because as I mentioned earlier, it kind of encompasses the other roles that we carry, you know, um, culturally and with our communities and um, our way of life, um, which is different from mainstream America and the, well, not just America, but the world. Um, uh, but I also know there's other indigenous cultures around the world as well, but just our worldview. Um, I feel like indigenous feminism um, really encompasses and that's how it's a little, it's slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Final question for you, Alicia, what are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? (laughs) Actually, um, right now I'm, there's a few books I'm reading. Um, but the one that's on my nightstand right, right now is, um, Becoming by Michelle Obama. It's a book that I've been trying to read for the past, like two years. And it's, I had started it and then I, um, you know, I just, I get so caught up. I hadn't been reading it, but recently I've started reading it again. I even got the audio uh, version of it. So it's like Michelle's reading it to me. <laughs> I love that. It, yeah, I love it. And it's, it's an awesome book. I mean, I, re- I really enjoy it and I highly recommend it. Yeah. Okay. We'll link to that in the show notes and uh, Alicia Ortega, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you. It's, it's been my pleasure. And I just, I really appreciate the opportunity to share and, um, you know, thank you so much for inviting me into this space. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week. So be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.